Trade deadline special. It was an active NFL trade deadline. Felt like the NBA or Major League Baseball. Lots of fun. Lots of players on the move, including the 49ers who made a move last week and now have sent a running back away. Jeff Wilson traded to the Miami Dolphins. All that and the trades around the league. How it affects the San Francisco 49ers in the second half of the season. Coming at you right now. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, Brian Peacock and Eric Crocker with you as always at BD Peacock at Eric underscore Crocker. Thanks for making us your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode brought to you by Price Picks. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their prize picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Being that this is a Wednesday episode, you know what that means. Our guest today, Mr. Nicholas Winkler. Let's bring him on out. Nicholas Winkler, come on, Dad. <laughs> How about that for a trade deadline? NFL coming strong this year. This is this is something like I've never seen. There's a ton of trades for us to run down here around the NFL, including the 49ers who were active leading up to the deadline and then making a trade deadline day deal as well with uh, Jeff Wilson now on his way out of town to former familiar situation with uh, head, head new head coach of the Dolphins in Mike McDaniel. Wink, what do you think about the trade deadline? I mean, obviously, I don't want to see Wilson leave, right? I mean, he's been solid 49er his, his tenure here. and uh, But but that being said, you know, you're getting Elijah Mitchell back soon. You, you We saw what Christian McCaffrey can do in, in the backfield. And it's a great landing spot for him. You mentioned him going to Miami with McDaniels. Like, that's good. I wish Wilson the best. I hope he thrives over there. 49ers getting the Miami Dolphins fifth round pick in the 2023 draft and the Niners are so good at those fifth rounders there's a starter right there so a uh, massive move by the 49ers to get a starting player with that fifth round pick <laughs> in the draft and you know obviously they gave up a lot of picks for Christian McCaffrey one of those being a future fifth so get a, a fifth rounder back so that's nice and Jeff Wilson clearly when Elijah Mitchell's back is not going to be a huge part of you know the the running back group and judging by the usage Last week, Christian McCaffrey is going to see most of the carries and touches and snaps that the 49ers have at running back, and the rest can go to Elijah Mitchell, who's probably going to, you know, he'll filter in ahead of Jeff Wilson, where he would have been on the depth chart. And then they got mm-hmm. Ty Davis Price, the rookie. They've got the undrafted rookie in Jordan Mason. And the way I look at this deal, Croc, and by the way, well done, Croc, on figuring out the comp. Uh, the compensation we recorded that podcast earlier today before the deadline and croc said yeah maybe a fifth rounder for jeff wilson would make some sense it's exactly what it was and here you'll you also get a player in return so this is the way i look at it the 49ers for jeff wilson got a fifth round pick and jordan mason because they were gonna have to waive a player if they didn't trade away jeff wilson because they would have just had too many running backs when elijah mitchell came back so if they waived Jordan Mason, I think he put enough good tape in the preseason out there, and he's a special teams player, that somebody would have picked him up. And he probably would have been playing for the Los Angeles Rams or something like that, right? Mm -hmm. With what they had going at running back. So I look at this as Jeff Wilson for a fifth-round pick and Jordan Mason. A fifth-round pick and Jordan Mason. I'll say this. The compensation is is probably what should align with a running back, right? And 
what they do. So you look at tight of his price. It's still out there. And that was one of the reasons why I brought him up earlier today, which was like, hey, like, you know, at some point you got to get your third round rookie running back on the field. As long as Jeff Wilson's there, he ain't going to be there. Now, mm-hmm. I did say earlier uh, well, in the preseason, I was like, man, is there a chance? Remember, I said, is there a chance that they let go of Jeff Wilson? Because Jordan Mason looks like a Jeff Wilson clone, just the way he runs the ball. Yep. Looks like a Jeff Wilson clone. Yep. So do you really need Jeff Wilson? And I do think you need Jeff Wilson to get through to this point now because, again, we've seen a lot of guys struggle early on to grasp the offense of you know Kyle Shanahan and, and they make these mistakes and whatnot. But maybe one of the young guys are ready to step up. It's just kind of tough to see because we ain't seen them really carry the ball, at least with any type of consistency, since the right. preseason. Yeah, neither one of them carried the ball last week, and at least Mm-mm. Jordan Mason's playing special teams and, and doing a nice job there in his role. You know, it's a limited role, but, you know, he's the personal protector there on the, on the punt team and, and those types of things. But Ty Davis Price not even getting on the field of special teams. So we, Mason played more than Ty Davis Price did last week. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's, also, it's just an indicator that Elijah Mitchell's probably pretty close. And Wink, you saw the 49ers and you know by the way if anybody was under a rock and didn't know about the Christian McCaffrey trade just a reminder there just to sort of you know uh wrap this all up with the trade deadline the 49ers when they acquired Christian McCaffrey gave the Panthers their second third and fourth round picks in the upcoming 2023 draft and then a fifth rounder in the 2024 draft um seeing Christian McCaffrey on the field wink obviously i'm sure that was a whole lot of fun right watching everything he did sunday in that win against the rams how much do you allow somebody else to touch the football, right, at, at running yeah. back. Yeah. How much does Elijah Mitchell play when he comes back off IR for you? Yeah, I mean, Croc asked me last week, right? He said, what do, what do you, what kind of return do you need from Christian McCaffrey to make this trade seem worth it? And I think we saw it, right? I mean, they were without their number one playmaker in Debo Samuel, and Christian McCaffrey just, he looked amazing. He was passing, he's running, he's throwing, he's catching, he's hes doing everything he needs. We, two weeks ago, I was complaining that they don't throw the ball to their running backs at all. 10 receptions by the running backs in this game. Yeah. Eight by McCaffrey, two yeah. by Wilson. So, yeah, no, this is exactly what we hoped would happen when they got McCaffrey. This is this is beautiful. It's opening everything up. Whether it was McCaffrey or not, they should have been throwing the ball to the running backs a little right? bit more. I think there was something to be gained there. And look, Jeff Wilson's a pretty decent receiver. He's not McCaffrey, obviously. Nobody is. Uh, and, and Elijah Mitchell can catch the ball a little bit, too. So I think they can have some fun still here with this. Um, looking at... Base, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, you can't have him out there every snap. You can't have McCaffrey out there. You need to give him a breather here and there. And Elijah Mitchell is a great, you know, number two guy to get in there. We saw yeah. what he did last year. He looked fantastic. Now he's going to be your backup running back. I yeah, mean, nobody had a, got a whole lot better. No, none of us, none of the three of us, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners had a problem with the 49ers going into the season with Elijah Mitchell as the number one. Right. So now he's the number two because you have a guy who's a clear number the one over the top of him, right? But I think the most important thing is, is to keep both these guys healthy by yeah. splitting some carries a little bit. Because, again, the, the running back part of it is less important than the rest. And you need the rest that Christian McCaffrey gives you. And he can't give you the rest if he's going to touch the ball 26 times a game. I think that's unnecessary. So now this is where you have to figure out, okay, do we go dual halfback a lot? Which I like those formations. We talked about that on, on the Tuesday podcast. Croc and I did. Um, do you split carries? Do you give it because Kyle likes to? It feels like Kyle likes to give it all to one guy, and I would caution him on that, right? Because you, that you need that. We, we saw what how we saw the value, like you like you mentioned, of Christian McCaffrey. 
both of he these guys have broken that. down too, right? They get they've been hurt. Both of yeah, these guys. And, and he can't give you that value if he's not on the field. So they need to do whatever they can. And the less the least important of all the things he did was just regular old carries, right? And so Elijah Mitchell should take some of those. And Elijah Mitchell can move around and do some things too. So mm-hmm. they can have some fun with Elijah Mitchell back there too, even though he's not Christian McCaffrey. Hey, uh, late in that game. 49ers kind of continued to give Christian McCaffrey the ball when it was even getting away from them. And it's like, dude, you have Jeff Wilson, you have Ty Davis Price, and maybe you don't trust Ty Davis Price, so so you you know scared he fumbled. Well, Christian McCaffrey put the ball on the ground twice. So it can't be because you don't trust a guy to not put the ball on the ground. At some point, Jabez, just stop running them. Stop running them. That like that's why the guys get hurt. Yeah, you're up three scores. It wouldn't have it wouldn't have mattered if Ty Davis Price fumbled anyway because you're up three scores with four minutes to go. Who cares if they roll down the field and score again? They got to get an onside kick, score again, and then score again. Like give the ball to Ty Davis Price, not even Jeff Wilson. You know, give the ball to Jordan Mason, Ty Davis Price in that situation, and it's just classic Kyle that you know that's where you get a little worried. You're like you can't run this guy Christian McCaffrey into the ground, especially like even if you're giving him all the carries normally. Once the game's in hand, garbage time. Right. You gotta give him a say here, Christian McCaffrey. Put this put this baseball cap on your bald spot and sit down for the rest of the game. I, I was a little bit surprised with that. I camera. saw that. And were you guys surprised? Yeah, I had no idea. It's just like just get your guy out the game, so yep. he doesn't risk a flukish injury, and uh, you end up losing out on a guy who you you know you traded a lot to take you over the top this year. I, I thought that was yep. a little strange. And Croc, as someone who went from just a beautiful head of hair and these flowing locks sticking out of your helmet uh, back in the day. What's your advice to Christian McCaffrey? Cause I, I didn't realize uh, how thin it was getting up top until I saw some photos of him on the sideline there. Man, as someone that ended up losing all his hair, I, I spotted that. I said, Ooh, a little thin, a little thin there. <laughs> right. Uh, you got to let it go. And that was my yep. first thing. Once I realized, uh, so what happened with me was I, I had dreads and I kept having to double and triple up dreads in the front. So at one point, because they kept getting super thin at the root, and I'm just thinking like, well, you know, long hair, it's getting thin, whatever. Well, at one point I had one, like a dread kind of hanging, right, needle thin at the root, but like four dreads coming off of that one that I've twisted together. And I was like, (laughs) I looked at my brother, like, dang, my brother's hella bald. I think I'm going bald. (laughs) And I just let it go. I just let it go. And that was hard. I, I mean, I had my hair for eight, nine years. You yeah. know, it had got down in here. I love, I loved my hair. Love my hair, and it was hard, but it was easy because I told myself I'm not gonna go out looking like Floyd Mayweather's dad. I'm not doing that. I'm just gonna let go when it's time. So Christian McCaffrey, it's time, bro. Let it go. I kind of, mm-hmm. I kind of miss that man, like Larry David, right? How he yep. just rocks the cul-de-sac. I kind of miss how guys used to rock that too. Well, like, I think I white like guys got to come back. White guys are more inclined to just rock it with you know okay i'm going ball whatever i'm just gonna rock it have a little comb over black guys i don't think we could do that it it starts to look a little funny you look like uh what's the guy when oh this is the big one you start looking like that and it starts looking real crazy (laughs) black guys we for sure gotta shave it off like uh look at scott van pill scott van pill he looks good bald head he looks good yeah Uh yeah like everyone shaves it off i feel like we gotta we gotta bring it back we gotta bring back the cul-de-sac like uh uh, the dad from coming to America, right? Didn't he have that going on? Yeah, see, yeah. throwback. I think throwback black guys they used to do that. Yeah, nah, nah we're, we're off that. Oh, dude, bring it back. I see. It looks crazy. Everything if I goes grew in my cycles. hair out right now, I grew my hair out. It looks crazy, bro. Really? Even right <laughs> really now, you kind of really you can see it, it like it, it, it starts yeah. to look crazy. 
All right, no cul-de-sac for Crocky. We'll see what Christian McCaffrey decides to do uh, when, when that thing develops. Uh, but can't wait to see how Kyle Shanahan's offense develops going forward. Let's talk more about the trade deadline. I want to talk about the Miami Dolphins side of this thing. And by the way, Miami Dolphins making another move as well. The 49ers draft picks the Dolphins have gotten have been spent. Let's go look at what the Dolphins got in the trade that the 49ers gave them all those picks to move up in the draft and eventually land uh, Trey Lance in the 2021 NFL draft. Next. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. Here's why you love it. First of all, Crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras. The wide array of high-tech sensors. Um, you can put it on any door or window in your home. Get any number of cameras to suit exactly your needs, exactly how you want to have your home uh, really safely monitored at all times. They're, the 24-7 monitoring agents are always standing by, professionally ready to have your back whether you're talking about just tech support staff or that monitoring that can contact first responders, contact the police, contact whoever they need to contact, whether they can get a, get a hold of you or not, and 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 make the proper take the proper steps to protect your home. Simply Safe includes 24/7 professional monitoring agents that use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply safe. So don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system we recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on. This is their biggest discount of the year. So do not wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Thanks again, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. Tons about the trade deadline, I'm sure, from the games that matter as well the most and the biggest stories in sports go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcast. So the Miami Dolphins pairing... Now, like back together again, it's such a good pairing, right? Mostert and Wilson. We're going to see the one and the two. We know that Mostert's got the speed, the big play guy. You can bring in uh, Jeff Wilson. He can give you some tough yards. He runs so hard. He can catch the ball in the backfield as well. And the Miami Dolphins. So Mike McDaniel pairing those two running backs together again. But they also made a move for an impact pass rusher, picking up Bradley Chubb from the Denver Broncos, and they used the pick they got from the San Francisco 49ers because the Miami Dolphins don't have their own first-round pick anymore because the uh, ownership got deemed there and uh, everything that happened off the field, they got one of their first-round picks taken away because they had two coming in. Now they got zero first-round picks in the 2023 draft. It's on its way to the Denver Broncos for Bradley Chubb. So now looking at what happened with the 49ers and trading all those picks to the Miami Dolphins, the Miami Dolphins have now used them all. And so what does that look like? Well, I'll tell you what it looks like. The Miami Dolphins, remember the day of the trade when the Niners moved up to number three, the Dolphins then swung a deal with the Philadelphia Eagles. They went from 12 back up to six. I didn't like that move at the time. I thought the value was being in the top 12 of that draft. And so I felt like the, the Miami Dolphins 
would have been better just staying put and they gave up they gave up too much value again from that they had just gained from moving all the way back right from three to number 12 with the 49ers um so they ended up trading their own first from the next year to go up to six with the Philadelphia Eagles so the Philadelphia Eagles made out pretty well but I don't think Miami's feeling bad about what they did either because they ended up with Jalen Waddle so Miami now after all said and done they had Jalen Waddle in the 2021 draft at number six overall. Last year, they used the 49ers' number 29 pick to trade for Tyreek Hill, and now they used this year's uh, first-round pick from the 49ers to get Bradley Chubb. So they've ended up with Jalen Waddle, Tyreek Hill, and Bradley Chubb. Three pretty darn impact players for that Miami Dolphins team now, uh, thanks to the 49ers moving up for Trey Lance. And if they didn't move up to number six, I don't know who they would have taken at 12. I don't know who the 49ers would have taken at 12. In fact, I think I do know it probably would have been Mac Jones, right, for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. But do you guys know who ended up going number 12? Because the pick went from Miami to Michael Parsons. Yeah, and then Philly. Or Michael ended, Parsons. Philly ended up trading uh, up just a couple picks to get Devontae Smith, and they traded with the Cowboys. And so the Cowboys ended up taking, who right now has been the best player out of that 2021 draft pick, uh, out of that draft, and they picked Micah Parsons at number 12, where the 49ers originally were. So kind of crazy how Parsons, all Jamar Chase, around. both pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Good call. Elite. <laughs> yeah, oh, and those legit. corners. Uh, Patrick Satan. Satan, yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, I'm not going to say he's you know uh, Parsons, but Satan has been he's pretty good. damn good. He shut down some <laughs> big-name wide receivers this year. What? And they are, they're, they're saying – Hey, go play man on this guy. He caught yeah. fits yeah. against the 49ers with Brandon. Now you had to go man up against him. That was that was Justin tough. Jefferson too. Shut him down. Like he's done a lot of good work. Devontae Adams. It went yeah. back and forth, but with the amount of targets Devontae Adams got, overall, you look at Adams' numbers, it looked really good in favor of Adams. But it, their matchups, really good. I mean, it was mm-hmm. back and forth. What do you think? The Miami Dolphins win that trade with the 49ers? Yeah. Is it right it now. Yeah. I, yeah. I, don't, it, I was asked this question by Matt Williamson on the Peacock and Williamson show a couple of weeks ago because we were looking at the second-year quarterbacks, and none of them are good yet. Like, we don't know yeah. what Trey Lance is going to end up being. It's really – he's the most incomplete because, like, we just have no idea. He's played the least. But right. Zach Wilson looked terrible last week. Even – I mean, the guy who – Trevor Lawrence. We were talking about Trevor Lawrence being generational. He didn't look good last week either. The, the best one in the last couple of weeks has been Justin Fields, and people were calling him Bustin' Fields earlier on in the season. And thought he was complete. <laughs> I never heard that one. I like it's that. like, man, no, I, don't, I don't know if any of the quarterbacks are going to be any good from that class. Now, yeah. we're talking about the Listen. best players in Micah Parsons and Patrick Sertan, and then a couple of wide receivers. Here, well, it's, almost, it's easier to hit on those guys, but you are more likely to hit on one of those skill position players than you are on the quarterback, right? Just mm-hmm. in general. So that's why some people think like, man, giving up a lot of draft capital is crazy. Now, if the quarterback hits, then great, but it's such a crapshoot. And that, that's the yeah. uh, risk when going out and just being like, all right, you know, uh, we want to give up a lot for this quarterback. Uh, I would say that what the NFL needs to do is go back to, I don't know, when I was a kid, they had this thing called NFL Europe. And NFL Europe was like this kind of, it was like a development league. Like the players had a patch of the team that or organization that they were a part of. And I really feel like if the NFL had a legit farm system to help develop quarterbacks and not have to throw them in, I, was, I think that the hit rate would be much better, much better. The issue right now is, Trevor Lawrence, go be the savior of this organization. Yep. Right? Like 21 years old, go be the savior. Justin Fields, go be the savior of Chicago. Like, 
Come on, Chicago's terrible. Uh, Zach Wilson, go be the savior of New York. And you're putting them in these situations where everything is so sped up, there's so much pressure on them, and they don't know what the hell they're doing. They barely know how to prepare. It's a tough situation for those guys. And then they just need the playing reps of seeing it. But even if they went to the, the NFL Europe, yeah, it's not NFL, but I think it's a step above college. And you get mm-hmm. the NFL coaching, you get the NFL play calling, and it's a legit farm system for these guys. I wish they had something in place and just say, look, you are not playing this year in the NFL. Yeah. But when you are ready, we'll call you up. But we're not going to put that pressure on you. You go ahead, go to this development league, learn how to be a leader, learn the plays, learn at yeah, your learn pace. Learn our system. Learn our system with yeah. some of our coaches that we have in mm-hmm. that, you know, in that, and then go about it that way. Kind of like basketball. And then basketball ends up having what? The, the NBA, they got the two way players in the G League or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, the, the hit rate on quarterbacks will be so much better. But right now, it's almost impossible. L- listen to guys like Quincy Avery. Quincy Avery has tweeted this out. And he has uh, several quarterbacks right now that, that's uh, in the NFL. But his thing was, no quarterback should play right away. Like, that's his thing. No quarterback. They are not ready. And I saw it with Geno Smith. Geno Smith was not ready when he was young. You know, you look at Geno Smith now, I think he would have had this type of opportunity much earlier, if not for the failures of coming in and playing right away and having to lead New York. So I think all these guys were saying, oh, man, all these, none of these quarterbacks are good. But, man, they are thrust into an almost impossible situation because it's just so hard. Even the guys that have a ton of talent like a, a Herbert, right? Herbert ain't done nothing, but they crown him like he's this top yep. five quarterback, but he still doesn't know how to win. He turns the ball over consistently at the wrong times. We see the splash plays. We see the high upside, but it's not resulting in Ws. 49ers played them uh, in the next game. We'll get to see them live. But, man, they need a development league, and I think you won't see five quarterbacks going to the top 15, and then they just all look like, oh, they can't play. They just can play, right. man. They just need time. You don't got time now. Everything is it's a micro, microwave league. Guys got to hit the ground running right now, and if they don't, they're – Busting fields. And that's crazy. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. How easy? Well, you pick two to five players. If they score more or less than their Price Picks projection, you win. That's it. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry as well. Price Picks entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And you're not competing against other people. This isn't a huge pool of fantasy players. You're not even drafting a full team. You're just picking two to five players. And it's just you versus those prize picks projections that are available with any sport, not just NFL football. There's NBA that season going right now. We got World Series baseball, NHL, PGA, college sports, women's uh, college basketball, WNBA, soccer, NASCAR, tennis, MMA, boxing, you name it. They've got it at prize picks. Go find those projections and Decide if you want to go more or less, up to two to five players you can pick at a time on any entry and win up to 10 times your money. Download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The Bears giving Justin Fields a wide receiver, trading for Chase Claypool today, which was an interesting one. After yesterday, they traded away um, Roquan Smith, so they're you know adding and subtracting there. But obviously, they're trying to get. Why didn't they do that deal before the 
By the way, shout out, shout out to my guy, Matt Williamson. He called this preseason. He said, I'm looking at the Steelers and the Bears. They should work out a trade right now. Roquan Smith hmm. for Chase Claypool. Ro- it was actually uh, Roquan Smith for Chase Claypool. And uh, who's the linebacker that they drafted out of Michigan a couple years ago? Uh, shorter guy, fast, but he's been kind of. L- uh, ba- uh, uh, Devin. Devin. Yes. Uh... Yeah, I can't think of their last name. Were they both Devons? Devin one Bush. Went, Devin Bush. Devin Bush, yeah, because one went to the Bucks, and then the Steelers took Devin Bush, and he's been not great for the Steelers. So his idea was uh, Devin Bush and Chase Claypool to the Bears for Roquan Smith, and I would have liked that better for both teams. That would have helped the Steelers this year, and it would have helped mm-hmm. Justin Fields have a better receiver the whole season instead of getting a guy halfway through the year who only has one year left on his contract. And the Bears – when they traded away Roquan Smith, they got a second round pick from the Ravens, but they actually gave up their own second round pick to the um, to the Steelers for Chase Claypool. So they're going to drop twenty spots in the second round, even even with that deal. So uh, shout out so to real, Williams. you saw that one coming. Real quick, Peacock, one one more example of how it could really be beneficial, maybe to play, but just how these guys need time. Right, if you're going to thrust them into this role, they you have you cannot judge them in the first two years. I'm not even judging these guys. Right. They need three years. And you look at uh, a guy by the name of Jalen Hurts. I thought he was a running back coming out of college. I was like, this guy can't throw the football. Yeah, right. And you look at Jalen Hurts now, he is just consistently getting better, right? He and gets it. he's leading the team right now, undefeated. He's figuring out how, how he has to win. And I still don't think we're seeing the finished product of him. But yeah. if you were to judge him off of his rookie year when he came in, and there was a couple games where he threw for a bunch of yards, but it was nothing like, great and then he got benched for Nate Subfield some people thought they were tanking well it was like yeah no he was just playing like trash and then last year he played the whole year they went to the playoffs and even then people were like oh he's not good they need to move on from him yep. I'm like dude give this guy a chance and then you and see him this year it works look at Josh Allen again a lot of people look at him look at Dak Prescott there are a lot of examples of these quarterbacks where if you just look at the first three years Dex looks different, but only because, well, I got drafted. I got this, the best offensive line in the league by far. Best offensive line. I got Des Bryant. I'm throwing the ball up to. I got Jason when I'm leaning on Zeke. The moment he lost Des Bryant, lost Zeke and Witten, what did it look like? And the old line started to have some injuries. Oh, he was terrible. Cowboy yeah. fans were like, get rid of him. We don't want him anymore. Like my brother and my homies. I'm like, what? Well, dang, y'all giving up on him like that? But now you look at Dak and... He's a good quarterback. He's good. He's efficient. He's accurate. That was not the deck over the first three years. There were a lot of inconsistencies. There's too much of a rush on these guys to be great right now, even if they have a good team around them. It's too much of a rush. So I can't judge any of these guys right now. Yeah, things look weird. Yeah, maybe you could say, "Eh, Mac Jones, he might be a little limited. But I still think that the final product of these guys is rushed. It's so rushed. I was just looking at the 2013 draft. That was when... Um, Geno Smith was selected and Geno Smith's like in the prime of his career, you know, around late twenties and, and really early thirties now is, is pretty much the prime. It's basically a decade for longer than, yeah. than the prime is for a running back, right. To, to play quarterback. And so he's kind of in his prime years right now. And you look at his draft class and you look at some of the players that were drafted that year and how old some of the players feel. And like, like Giovanni Bernard, I think is the only running back that's still playing. He was the, actually, wow. I think he was the first running back. Selected. Is he even playing? Yeah. And he, I, I don't, I think he's on a roster now, but he's not yeah. really playing. I feel like Tam- uh, is he on Tampa? I feel like he was I've on seen Tampa him. last year. Yeah. And then you got uh, Le'Veon Bell, who was really good, but he's been done for a few years now. 
How about Eddie Lacy? Doesn't Eddie Lacy seem like he's 45 years wow. old? Yeah. Monty Ball. So long ago. As remember Monty Ball from Wisconsin. I I do think though that there's Michael. a scenario where uh, Geno Smith, you see this version of him if he had this same type of opportunity six years six years ago. If he would have, and maybe it just took sitting behind Russell Wilson, and as you know, sure. everybody, come on, man, everybody, know, you know, he's a little corny, cool, whatever. But one thing you can't take away from Russell Wilson is his preparation, right? The, the, his preparation to the game, super high level, and how and and sitting behind that for a couple years. And just seeing that every single day in meetings, talking through that, I think that makes you a better quarterback. I think that well, really system, helped Geno Smith. Right? I mean, we talked about before we got on the air about you, Croc, and, and how you went to the wrong system at one point, right? And, and you were like, oh, I'm, I'm playing the wrong position. You know, it's like Geno Smith has just been maybe in the wrong spot, right? And he finally found that system that, that clicks in his head where he's like, oh, this is how I play. This is, my, this is what I needed this whole time. And I think a lot of guys that get drafted – right out of college they come into a system and it's just like this is i don't i don't know what this is this doesn't make any sense to me this is like nothing i've ever done before plus these guys that are getting drafted early are getting drafted to bad football teams there's a reason they're drafting in the front part of the draft right and so they he's surrounded by guys that have lost you know they're losing culture i I'd immediately go to like the lions you know and it's like you get drafted to a team like that or traded to a team like that and you're immediately like oh i'm supposed to help this team all right good luck and, and then the the staff that drafts you gets fired so now you have a new yep. coach now you're learning a new system and your and second another one year, yeah. how, how many examples of that do we have too right even i just named over justin and herbert over, over yeah justin herbert was drafted by anthony lynn and those guys they got right. fired that year then you got a whole new coaching staff that comes in we saw with mm -hmm. jalen hurts right jalen hurts got drafted by one staff those guys got fired next to you know he has a whole new staff and you see that all the time mm -hmm. trevor lawrence uh, it, Tua, Tua. Now we're starting to see play really Tua. good because now he's got Waddle and and Tyreek, right? And a new coach. They were stuff. calling him left-handed Jimmy G. Yeah. Now I don't think Jimmy yeah. G's bad, but they meant it in an insult type way, yeah. right? Like it wasn't a positive with them calling him like left-handed Jimmy a, G. He's not a top five dude, basically, is what they're trying to say. Top five pick. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what right. it was. Yeah. Uh, by the way, 2013 49ers drafted a running back. Do you guys remember who that was? 2013. Yeah, Barlow. No, it's Barlow, maybe a little bit farther back. Um, was it Hyde? Kendall Hunter? Nope. nope. I'll give you a hint. He never played. Lattimore. Oh, Lattimore. yep. Yeah, nice. in the fourth round. Team ACL. Yeah. Team ACL. Uh, how about this one? So a lot of people, when Mac Jones got got benched, were saying, "Hey, the 49ers should just go trade for Mac Jones and and unite." Kyle Shanahan with the with the quarterback he really wanted, right? Um, and so, what do you guys think? Looking back at what the what the uh, the Miami Dolphins have done, where would the 49ers be right now if they drafted Mac Jones at twelve, then they traded last year's first round pick for Tyreek Hill, and then just and traded this first round pick for Bradley Chubb? Mac Jones I wouldn't have Christian McCaffrey, so I'm out. I remember asking the question immediately following the draft. 49ers drafted. Um, I should go. I should go find the tweet because because it was a hundred percent. I was like, "Hey, now that we've seen the draft go by, do you think the 49ers, Now that we saw that Mac Jones was there at twelve, do you think the 49ers were better off not trading up and drafting Mac Jones at twelve and keeping the other two first rounders?" Hundred percent. Forty Nineers fans were like, "No, we want. We like Trey Lance." Hmm. Well, me too. I mean, if you're if yeah. you're going to take a well, again, it's not taking a swing. I, I just believe in upside. I'm just a big upside me too. person. Me too. And I'm willing to see that upside develop. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to invest in this uh, apparel company, right? 
And it's like, I don't expect to see any type of return right away. But I hope that if I do this, hey, man, three years from now, four years from now, five years from now, if I go hard enough and I promote it the right way, you know, this is a multi-million dollar <laughs> type business. And it's like, hey, I struck gold, no pun intended. Uh, so with Trey Lance, man, I'm, I, I, I hate that he got hurt this year because I feel like he just needed this year. But, mm -hmm. man, I mean, this is, I thought it was a long-term play. So, yeah. you know, hey, you know, heal up. Trey and and uh, can't wait to see him next year. But no, I'm not. I don't have any like buyer's remorse. I think is that if that's what you're asking about. It was that more about you. it was more about the idea of and like it looks really bad now. If the 49ers really might have traded up to three to get Mac Jones, like that would mm. like, what that the hell? Like whoever in the meeting suggested that, right in the pre-draft meetings, that guy needs to be fired. Or well, they, they'll, they'll say the personnel side of things. Like you were going to trade up to number three for Mac Jones, yeah. right? Which seemed, it seemed insane to me at the time too. But when you look back now, it's like, really, was that one of the options? You were going to do that for Mac Jones, who ended up being there at number twelve anyway. But that was kind of my thing. It was like because a lot of people thought Mac Jones was going to go before, go go a lot earlier. And the fact that he wasn't, that was sort of my question at the time. It was like, okay, man, Mac Jones lasted to twelve. Would the 49ers have been better off if they didn't make the trade and just took Jones at twelve? They had two more first round picks. Justin Fields was more the one to me. If you're like, hey, you yeah. could have moved up two Same. spots, spots. Yeah. and and got Justin Fields because he's sitting there or trade up to three and draft Lance. And I'd be like, move up two spots and get, yeah. you know, you probably would have just gave up maybe one future first, maybe, not even. Mm -hmm. I don't know, not much. Even if you were willing to go up, maybe you knew you had to go up to, say, five instead or something, and you had to give up one future first to get in front of Carolina and, um, you know, Denver because you, you you thought they might have drafted a quarterback even though now we know they didn't you know I don't know if you'd have been they'd have been good enough to hold their water all the way to maybe making a, a you know sending just a third round pick to go up a couple spots and and drafting fields there but clearly the Niners didn't like fields over Jones anyway but I mean uh, hopefully three years from now we're looking back and we're saying it, we're not even questioning it right because Trey Lance has proven you know, yeah, and, and we, we don't know how any of these quarterbacks are going to turn out still. Crocs talked about it. I mean, Josh Allen's the most famous one. We know about what it was you know like for, for Jalen Hurts, and, and we're actually starting to see the usage for fields start to look a lot more like Hurts, and, and it's helped his development a lot the last couple of weeks. He's looked a lot better. Um, and, and you know, leaning on his legs while he figures things out with, uh, with the rest of his game, uh, getting him some weapons. Chase Claypool now, that'll really help because they've just got dudes off the street at wide receiver. Like, they're, they're – it's crazy how you're trying to develop this first round quarterback and you have the worst wide receiver group in the league, you know, like just right. literally the number two starting wide receiver aside from uh, Mooney, Equinemius St. Brown, nobody like nobody want him. We they're talking about how bad the Packers wide receiver group is. Equinemius St. Brown was like the seventh guy on that. Like he wasn't even good enough to make that roster, you know, and he's starting Dante Pettis. Right. On the, so the Bears. It's just really hard with all these guys to know how they're going to turn out. And none of them have shown enough signs to really believe that they are going to be dudes. So, Honestly, in year three next year, when Trey Lance is healthy, he doesn't even have to do that much to look better mm -hmm. than what we've seen from all these guys yet. Yeah. I think that's what people were banking on early on with Trey Lance, where it's like, hey, he don't have to do a whole lot. Until he did, right? Until week one, where it's like, you have the fumble, then he missed the throw, then you have a tsunami. Now it's like, hey, you kind of got to overcome a lot of <laughs> adversity that people weren't expecting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then obviously he got hurt the next game. So that's tough. Right. By the way, Justin Fields has beaten Trey Lance. Mac Jones, Davis Mills, and he has Zach Wilson on the Ross on the schedule later in the year. They don't play the Jaguars though, mm, so Justin mm. Fields has a chance to beat all those quarterbacks except for the number one overall pick. This with the that. worst supporting cast. 
Yes. Right. Now, he did have the best supporting cast against the 49ers. And that was the tsunami and the... <laughs> the, the good Lord above. He had God-level supporting cast. Said, I got you, Justin. Yeah. I got you. <laughs> All right. Good stuff. Wink, thanks for joining us here, as always. Yeah, hey, Wink's Witch Watch. Three punts, three inside the 20. He's the man. Dominating. Dominating right now is Wish, Mitch Wishnowski with the knuckle punts. Uh, mm-hmm. Thanks, everybody, for making Locked On 49ers your first listen. Drop a comment. Make sure you hit the thumbs up. Subscribe. Tell a friend about Locked On 49ers. And let us know what you thought was the biggest move made on the trade deadline, how much better the 49ers are now or worse, if you think so, now after the trade deadline has come and gone. Croc and I back tomorrow right here, Locked On 49ers.